Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Boundaries Podcast, where facts are facts and opinions hurt people's feelings. If you're not familiar, it's time to get familiar. And if you are familiar, it's time to reintroduce ourselves. It's still Jay with the long hair. It's Welly with the tan skin. Wow. That's How you a doing, good my good sir? That's a good one, man. Fortunately for me, and since I'm blessed with the melanin that I have, I don't have to worry about going out to places and getting, like, burnt Getting, getting those different shades. <laughs> no, it's just. I mean, I, I still will use suntan lotion because I don't like the that look. Like it's like a nasty look, you know. But you know, for the most part, I mean, it, I kind of remain the same. Yeah, it's yeah. summer though. I mean, you're you're, you're definitely going to change a couple of shades. Yeah, because yeah. It's just naturally being summer. Yeah, but once the winter time comes, you know, it's still a blessing to be me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. <laughs> just saying, man. Hey. So how how we want to go the intro? You want to go your vacation? <laughs> The intro is self-explanatory. I mean, the 70s and the 80s, man, British boy bands, cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> that intro said all of that? <laughs> to me, it did. Oh, okay. I literally walked into the store one day. I forgot what store I walked into. And I heard that song playing. I was like, man, I've heard that song before. And I was like, man, if I just had my, my own biography, like autobiography, a movie, I, I swear it'd be just 70s and 80s shit, man. And That's it. Just, it. It'll be exaggerated because my life is not that interesting, but definitely a lot of seventies and eighties music and just yeah, just music today, man. It just doesn't really move me anymore. Yeah, I don't think I could make a soundtrack out of anything recently. To be honest, do you think you could? Uh, no. Well, I just I, we've talked about this before, but I just listen to music that's ten to fifteen years old now. Damn. Because that's when I was in my peak influence. Like fifteen years ago was was when I was listening to everything I get my hands on. And, you know, that's when I align myself with my favorite artists and my favorite tracks and stuff. So those are the songs that I usually go back to when 10 to 15 years ago. I really feel like today we live like in a era of music where it's like just walking through Sam's club and you're just getting samples. And oh, you're yeah. just like just taking advantage of the fact that, Hey, it's here. Why not? Cause like on any other given day, I wouldn't listen to a Travis Scott album. I just wouldn't. I'm still probably not. I just hope it's not bad. I I'm mean, probably, I'm probably, but like you said, I'm probably gonna give it one pass through, pass judgment on it, not listen to it again. That's what I've been doing a lot lately with a lot of these albums, except for the one we talked about last time. Yeah, not, not a lot has been. Also, what we left out last time was the Black Panther soundtrack. That I never really listened solid. to it in total. It, it's pretty solid. Hmm. I, I I I was going through my albums. I was like, oh, but shit, was it I in your top twenty five though? Like in those songs that you were listening to. It, it was actually. Oh, okay. It okay. was because that all the stars I I, I listened what to is that, that a lot with um SZA and Kendrick Lamar. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't see. Yes. I, I, I listened to that one a lot, so it was it happened to be in my top. What about the Superfly soundtrack? I've seen a lot of people posting that, so I'm assuming it must. It must be I good. haven't listened to it, nor have I watched Superfly movie, but I heard good things about the Superfly movie. Me too. Because I had low expectations, I was like, this doesn't even. Which look is like good. It's good to go in somewhere low expectations sometimes. Yeah. So I mean, that that might be something I catch. Yeah, I still need to catch up on um, Mission Impossible, Jurassic World, Equalizer 2, and that's about it. I yeah. may catch The Black Klansman. I definitely won't check that out, actually. Yeah, I might catch it, just because um, I've always been a Spike Lee fan, but he's let me down a few times. But I mean, the Hulk's let you down a few times. <sighs> a few times? That one time was enough. <laughs> what the fuck? Anyways, Cancun. 
it's it's not really anything to talk about, man. Like I was I was excited going in because I had high expectations, mm-hmm. and the person I went with, I mean, he fed it to me like it was gonna be like the dream vacation. And uh, he was like, man, you need to have fun. You know, it's going to be this, it's going to be that. Then I get there, and it's like, bruh, is this, is this what this Cancun has to offer? Like, America has better shit than this. If you had to compare it to a place, where would you compare it? That's tough. A cleaner Galveston? That's what I was thinking. The way you described it to me in my mind, I was like, yeah, this, this sounds like Galveston. Like, yeah, I mean, because you can go to, like, San Louis Resort in Galveston, and, I mean... That's like I said, it's literally it's a cleaner Galveston. I mean, you go to Galveston on a on a good day. I mean, similar scene. Mm-hmm. You know, um, besides the language barrier, I mean, it's, that's all it is. It's like going to your it's, your it's like going to your typical resort on a beach. No, okay. I've been to a resort in Lake Conroe that to me, if I would have went on the right day, it would have been better than that. Oh wow! Yeah, honestly, I, I didn't know Lake Conroe had the things it had to offer until I just happened to go out there one time with my parents and was like, "Oh, oh yeah, Lake shit. Conroe live, man! It's live." Yeah, you know, um, yeah, I would prefer going there for a couple of days hmm. just to get away because that's all you're doing is getting away. When you go to places like that, and I told you earlier, I really feel like traveling to Mexico put me in a mind state of I see why girls come here because I just think it's more of a girls trip type of thing. Yeah. I don't think a guy's trip. Is it's smart to go to Mexico? Like I just don't see it. In the time period I went, mm-hmm. I feel like a guy's trip would be Vegas, Miami, Atlanta, New Orleans, Austin, shit, you know, L.A. You know, I think a guy's trip is just smarter when you stay on stay in land. Yeah, you know. But if you're gonna go a guy's trip abroad, your expectations have to be definitely different. Your itinerary has to be different. It can't be like. You can't have a Vegas type itinerary for Cancun, Mexico, as a guy. So, from a guy's perspective, I mean, I wouldn't recommend it mm-hmm. for that for the time of the year. I mean, if a guy wants to go out there during spring break, cool. You might you you might you might actually get the type of crowd you you want if if you're going out there for a party mindset. But if you're going out there to just hang and relax, perfect. Yeah. That's why I, that's one of the things that women do better than men. They know how to just party with each other and relax. And, I mean, women don't need men to have a good time. Yeah, and and for men, when we party with each other, it's always uh, loosely attached to partying with women. Uh, where the hoes at? Yeah, it, it, basically, <laughs> where, where the hoes at? Where the girls at? Where, you know, who who can pull the baddest? Or, or you know, do you see her? I, you know, it's, it's something to do with women because us partying with each other is... It's it's it's, it's low. It's, it's, it's I mean, I, you don't have to say it. I'll say it. it's low key gay. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you see where I was going? I was yeah. just like, uh, it's low key gay. And and no matter what anybody says, like I said, men. Even if a man is in a relationship, and I'm not speaking for every man, if a man is in a relationship and he's out partying, to flirt with women is a sport. It's to have fun almost. Because at the end of the day, when you go somewhere. The women that you see there, the beautiful. That's why they. That's why you go to places and they have the go-go dancers. And you, no matter where you go, even where the women go to, you go to a Hooters or man, that's a bad example. Um, a address or uh, the Prospect Park. Women and men go there, but who, but who's serving everybody? Women that are dressed are dressed, you know, like provocative. Pro, you know exactly. Yeah. Because a lot of women enjoy that, and women are. 
for lack of a better term, are good decoration when it comes to stuff like that. Like, you don't want to see a bunch of muscular-ass guys walking around. You see their nut sacks. I don't <laughs> think women want to see that. So you see pretty women walking around. That is a that, that is a luxury at a place. You know, and I mean, it, it, it makes the stock go up. Yeah. So therefore, like I said, for a guy to go somewhere and see that, it's it, it piques his interest more. So if he goes somewhere and he doesn't see that, it's pretty much dull to him. And I mean, I saw that in Catco, but it didn't match the environment. Like literally, it was honey. It was a honeymooners environment. It was a place where a girls trip type of environment, and it was relaxing. I'm talking about beautiful as fuck. Yeah. Like I, I honestly feel like when I was just by myself, because I actually when I was by myself or mingling with strangers, strangers is when I had my best time. You know, sitting in a room and shit, there's no reason to do that. Like, you got so much to look at and go see. Like, if you go with a woman, take advantage of the snorkeling like you did, go on the beach. Like, I had real, I was like, damn, I ain't been on the beach in a minute. The fucking seashells and the seaweeds felt weird. Because mm-hmm. I ain't did it in so long. But, um, long story short, it's not, it's not, I don't, I would not recommend it to a group of men. But I would recommend it to couples. And I would re- 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 uh, recommend it to women, you know. See, I have a um a group of cousins. They and they organize an annual girls trip like every year. I think that's the third time and they went to Jamaica this year. I think they did Mexico the year before. They might have done Vegas one year, but they make it an annual thing and the closest thing we've had to a guys trip is when we went to Vegas for the bachelor party. And I thought that was pretty dope. That was dope because one, you didn't have the language barrier. Very Two, true. your itinerary matched the the city. Um, three, you know, it was it was a time to it, you were celebrating something that was was worthwhile. And, and you 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 were at an all inclusive resort, so basically exactly. it was set up to kick back. Exactly. You 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 were supposed to relax and exactly. chill. Exactly. That's why I feel like experiencing that. I kind of know what I would get from a cruise. The only thing I would say, automatically, based off of Cancun and what I've heard about cruises, I'm like, bro, like I went into uh, the buffet and I was like, hey man, you know, can I get a, a crown of Sprite? It was like, you want the whole bottle? I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, like, no, bro, I want the whole bottle. Just, just give me a crown. This is right. But, like, well, they literally. want the whole bottle. Yeah, like, <laughs> no, it was a cat at the pool, bro. Nigga had a whole Hennessy bottle at the pool. About to die. He, about to, he was that bitch drinking it by himself. And I was like, man, do people care about his well-being? Toronto cat. Cool dude, though. You know. I think the coolest people I met out there, you know, were the Philly cats I met. Shout out to Herb, by the way. Like he he's getting married uh, October. That's the guy that I told you about. Bust his chin. Yeah. He was on some other shit. He was on some other shit. But but, but anyways, um, yeah, man, it was um, it was it was interesting, man. The way they go above and beyond for you in the in the resort. And I don't think they would do that on a cruise because, like I said, I've heard plenty of people say they go on cruises and they end up still paying like a hundred, hundred fifty dollars extra. For drinks and shit, that's ridiculous, bro. I I told you we went on the cruise. We we bought the drink package and it was two 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 hundred two hundred and some change, and it like it gives you fifteen drinks a day. So bro. I was like, <sighs> like I said, the nigga I went with, he didn't know when to stop. He was double cupping, double fisting. I mean, just because it was quote just, unquote free. Yeah, I'm like, cause he paid for it already, yeah. so he's getting more bang for his buck. I drank so much bottled water, it was ridiculous. I'm like, <laughs> you got your money's out of bottled water. Yeah, 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 I did. Because, you know, they, they got this plastic straw thing that they're really enforcing. And it's already pretty much enforced at these resorts. They're really big on recycling and protecting the uh, protecting the earth. Because, you know, got your birds and shit. You know, all kinds of wildlife. And 
the funniest thing to me is when I hear when I when I got back, I didn't really like I didn't realize that this plastic straw thing was such a big deal. Yeah, I've it's been hearing California a lot about big, it. Like Starbucks is gonna be stop doing it here like within the next eighteen months or something wild like that. You're talking about plastic straws protecting the earth, you know, protecting wildlife and especially especially uh, marine wildlife. But the same restaurant that's telling me that is serving me sushi. I'm just like, like, like I don't get it. Like, Look, I need this fish to stay alive long enough for us to kill it. Oh God, that's all please. it is. I see. Just stay I see. alive long enough where we can kill it and provide nourishment for our bodies. That's it. Interesting. I, I'm just, I'm just not a big fan of putting my mouth on, on reused cups. Yeah. You do it, you know, because you ain't got no choice. Yeah. But I'm just not a big fan of that. If I go place, I'm using a straw. Hmm. And if I, if I, I just don't see myself using a paper straw. It's would, really a paper straw, right? Would you carry a straw in your pocket? I mean, them hoes supposed to be like $3 now. Like, you're supposed to be, like, it's, it's going to damn near be like getting a Cuban cigar, huh? I, I, hell if I know. Man, that's, that's weird. Would I carry a straw in my pocket? I don't think so, but I mean, it ain't that serious. Put it like that. Yeah. You know. What if it was a cool straw that folded up? <sighs> How about just give me lids I could drink out of, like coffee cup lids? Uh-huh. Yeah, they can do that too, but it's, I mean, it's still plastic. I'm going to still just got a plastic cups too. <laughs> like, there's no way around it. Is what I just said. don't get it. There's, like, there's a cutback, there's a decline, but there's no way around it. What is the ultimate objective of reducing or eliminating straws? Like, I don't get it. It's, it's, the, it's the elimination of the headphone jack. It's just to make you buy something else. Ah, interesting. Yeah. Just don't get it, man. I don't get it. Because a lot of shit I use has plastic built onto it. Mm-hmm. What else do you want me to use? I mean, because in a couple of years, they're going to be selling us no more paper straws because we're killing too many trees. We've been killing too many trees. Yeah, that's what I'm we've been supposed to be recycling forever now. Metal? Metal straws? Yeah. It's going to get a little rust in your water, but. It's good, good for the bones. <laughs> get the fuck out of here, man. Anyways, enough about that shit, man. What you got, man? Say man, it's been a quiet week for me. You know, I just I just been chilling. But what I have been seeing, and I, I briefly mentioned this to you, is that people forget where they came from. Hmm. In the sense of coming from Africa? No, or, no, no. Oh. I'm not going that far back. <laughs> okay. That's mad problematic. I'm not, I'm not going Bruh. that far back. You know, some people they they claim no, that's mad problematic. That's, yeah, that's, I'm yeah, just not going there. Yeah. So I mentioned this to you and I noticed that first of all, before I get into any of that, LeBron James is the motherfucking goat. The goat of what? The goat of everything. <laughs> like there's been a consensus that the Jordan LeBron comparison is now over and he is a better human being than Michael Jordan. You might want to say this topic. I don't want to save it. Well, okay. You really sure I'm, you want I'm, to go into this? I'm right here. Like, I think the sense of somebody being a better human being is ridiculous. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> like, I mean, people, people, people with money. We can say, I, okay, he's a better philanthropist. Well, you're Tony Stark. You're a Tony Stark fan, so it makes sense for you to say that. Um, I like the word philanthropist, and I also like Mark Cuban too. Put it like this. Obviously, there's nothing negative you can say about what he did. But at the same time, with the platform that he has and the popularity that he has, I mean, he did something for his city that, in a sense, some people look at it like he's supposed to do. But he went above and beyond. See, and see, that's where I, I, I come. I was like, yeah, I'm not supposed to do anything. 
I'm, I'm, I don't people have to trying, give people back. People are always trying to count your pockets. Even, even Charles Barkley said, you know, I'm not a role model. Like, I'm not, you know, I'm not somebody you got to look, you're supposed to look up to because I've been put in this position based on my athletic abilities. Now I got to, you know, be this straight line, you know, clean cut, you know, whoever. I'm not, that's not my job. Like, so my job t- is to play basketball. I'm not supposed to be a role model. So when you take that mindset, you got to look at it from a, a standpoint of, the capabilities of what a lot of these athletes have been able to do in the past 20 years. I mean, this guy, you got to look at the contracts some of these guys are getting these days. I mean, Steph Curry, uh, Clay Thompson, uh, Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, they're seeing money in a five-year term that your, your Reggie Miller didn't see in 13 years he played. So let's just talk about the, um, the capabilities, what they are capable of doing. So not saying that Michael Jordan would have done it or wouldn't have done it. But I'm just like, we're comparing somebody's giving tendencies. Of course not. But we're talking, we're talking about giving here. And it's like, you're doing, everybody gives differently, just like everybody loves differently. So in my mind, I mean, what he did was just as big as what Akon did. I mean, yeah, it, yeah. you know, like it's, it's a lot of people that are giving in their own way, but they're giving it the extent that they can give. Like shit, you get a guy like Kevin Garnett. You know, Kevin Garnett had money. You get your uh, Alex Rodriguez. Like, we don't, they don't have that platform and the spotlight on them like LeBron has. So, LeBron is taking full advantage of the fact that he has the capabilities of doing what he's done. Like, how much money has he made in his career already? Well past. He, he has Not enough even, money to that's, do. That's basketball and everything else. Exactly. He has enough money to do what he's doing. I promise school. Oh, and yeah. that's highly respectable. It's There's not nothing, hurting him at all. Yeah, it's nothing negative you can say about it. And he's going to get plenty of benefits from it. To me, I saw it a little bit differently. I saw it I saw it as a sign of the end of his career. Because he he's starting to branch off more and more into other things. Because he knows his basketball career is pretty much coming to a decline. Not his stats and what he can do athletically on the court. But... It's the time of the Golden War, Golden State Warriors. It's like, and then after that time, he's gonna be officially done. He's got to pass the mantle to his son. Hopefully, I mean, look, we're coming. We're starting season sixteen now. Come on, you know. I mean, it's Col- start, it's time to start doing different things. The last five of Kobe's career, he just kind of drug drug ass. Pretty much, Dirk's been dragging ass. Definitely. Who who else is up? Vince Carter's been dragging ass. Somewhat. So you know, it's kind of you're getting to that point where yeah yeah you're still in your quote unquote prime right now. But you're on the backside of it. Definitely, you're one. You're one in. I think LeBron's one injury away from being like Shh, done, done, declining. Yeah. Like he's never had that major injury. That's that hand was severe though. You could see it in him. I mean, he fought through it because he's he's a he's a, a fucking phenom of an athlete. So for him to fight through that in the, in the finals was incredible. But once again, a nigga got swept. Yeah, you get swept, bro. It's time to start. It's time to start realize your reality sets in. Like I mean, I mean, but you got swept in what 2007 too. I'm just, I'm just saying, you got swept at the time in your career was more, where it's more realistic for your decline to start happening. Mm-hmm. And with that being said, with him doing these movie things, with him moving to the to the uh, uh, to one of the biggest, most spotlighted cities in America. He's doing big things. Oh yeah, I would it's, it's all strategic, him. and it's really probably it's just all strategic. A, this is just a start, you know. And once again, dog, it's what you're capable of doing. It's a lot of basketball players, athletes, period, that have scholarships that have um that have, I mean, I feel like scholarships is a big deal. Yeah, but um, not only scholarships, they they're like Jamal Mashburn. He, I mean, it, it's not. 
He's not giving, but he has a bunch of Papa John's franchises and shit like that. If, if it's not Papa John's, wing stop. But niggas is doing things with their money to either benefit their families or benefit their communities. It's a lot of that shit happening, but once again, they don't have that spotlight like LeBron. Side note. Uh-huh. Papa John's just won't let niggas eat pizza in peace. Niggas won't let niggas eat pizza in peace. Like, damn, Papa John's like, chill. Yeah. Chill, bruh. He was hot, bro. I wish I heard that phone conversation. Chill. That nigga like, was hot. Like we 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 tried to get him out the box for for the anthem shit. Yeah. Then he come back and he calling niggas niggas like damn. Yeah, it's tough, man. I'm trying to get this fifty percent off my pizza when the Texans and the and the Rockets win, bro. And I can't even do that now. I got to sneak Papa John pizza. I ain't sneaking shit. <laughs> you know me. Fuck I, these. I, I know you. Fuck these people and, and their and their stances on dumb shit. If I'm hungry, I'm going to get the the most convenient pizza. And right now, I literally have less than a mile for me, Papa John's and a Domino's. I'm not the biggest fan of Domino's, and I'm not the really? I'm not I'm not the biggest fan of Domino's. But I will eat Domino's though. I find Papa John's to be the less greasy of the pizzas that I eat. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. And so that's why I tend to mess with that one more. But as far as taste wise, I like Domino's taste. I guess I'm just such a pizza guy. I'm not a foodie, man. I eat to live, oh, see, man. Yeah, see, I'm fat. So I <laughs> eat food for taste. <laughs> like, I, man, I, I did. I When I have good, I when I have really good tasting food, I give the props. Yeah. But to me, on a taste spectrum of most pieces, for me, there's not that huge of a difference unless you're talking Domino's and Little Caesars. Like, come on, man. Like, I mean, if you eat Little Caesars before it gets cold, Understandable. It's decent. Understandable. But I'm just saying on the spectrum of of that, like nah, but when you're talking like Chinese food and like Thai food, like it's you know, it's a difference is there. You talk about wing places that I would prefer. Honestly, Wingstop is mm, probably a little bit at the bottom for me, dog. Especially with their prices, bro. Their prices are getting ridiculous. Yeah. Bro. You take you and your girl to Wingstop, you probably drop it thirty. Why am I dropping thirty on some chicken? I'm dro- I'm dropping thirty. And my girl don't even eat uh, don't even eat ch- chicken off the bone, so she's getting chicken nuggets. Why am I? There's dropping? no boneless wings. They're chicken nuggets. That's it. That's it. So I'm I don't gonna... I don't I don't know where where this 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 thing of boneless wings came from. Those are chicken nuggets. Those are chicken nuggets or chicken tenders. I tell people that all the time. There, there, there's a difference between nuggets and tenders. I'll give you that. Yeah, true. but there's no boneless and bone in, bone in and boneless wings. I agree with you. I agree with you. It's, it's, but you don't agree with me that Bronze Goat. Like Kareem said, dog, it's it's, it's different. Oh, now you want now you want to bring in Kareem? Uh, another goat, right? Uh, yes, Kareem is a goat. <laughs> I'm just yes, saying, definitely, like, definitely. I mean, these guys are athletes. I'm I'm the same guy that said that I'm not ever gonna say any anything these guys do is easy. No, out of respect for their athletic ability, bro. Let me tell you this shit. I took my old ass to the gym Monday. Mm-hmm. Want the hoop? Of course, in a while. So I'm sitting there. I'm I'm old, so I'm stretching. Good, I'm watching good. these young boys. They trying to dunk. They throwing something down. I was like, "Whoo, shit! That was a good thirty pounds ago for me." Damn. So I'm sitting. I watch. You know, boom. We're gonna run a game. I'm six foot three, mm-hmm. so I'm gonna get picked up. Mm-hmm. No, I ain't worried about that. Mm-hmm. So game start. You know, I'm feeling my way out because I don't play with these cats on the regular. You know, getting a feel of who they are. They getting a feel of who I am, whatever, what have you. So we're down fourteen to eleven. Man, yeah, we're going going to fifteen. 
Yep. So, so you know, we launching now. Somehow, I end up butt naked, wide ass open in the corner. Ooh. Wide ass open in the corner. Damn. Yeah, they hit me with that pass. I dialed that hoe up. Airballed the <laughs> shit out of it. <laughs> I knew. The bad thing about it is you know when you shoot and it come off the side of your head. So you know it has no chance from the moment it leaves your hand. Wow. It rolled It rolled off my ring finger and my pinky finger when I let it go. That ball had no chance. <laughs> I, said, I let that go. I said, God. Damn. <laughs> they looked at you like it's all good old school. Basically. Basically. I'm glad I wasn't balding. There was another guy, he was balding. I was like, Yeah, he's definitely old. well, he may not be older than me, but at least he's losing his hair. I got plenty of hair. Damn. And I was like, Damn. That's fucked up, bro. So I had to sit out the next guy. <laughs> <laughs> Should've went home. But I had to up though. So I, I I read I read next and I picked up this young cat. He was about ten or so, I say. So I picked him up, and he's like, you know, you, and then some more people were coming in. He's like, you still got me, though, right? You still got me. Because naturally, it's like, let me I'm pick not up one some of them real players. I'm not one but of them I'm like, no, either. I got you. You're going you to run. And I made sure that I would give him the ball. And he's like, man, I hope I don't suck too bad. It's like, look, little nigga. <laughs> I'm old and tired right now, and I ran one game. <laughs> Dang. Don't worry about nothing. So he, we be playing. He might make a bad pass or or, or take a shot that a orthodox shot mix mix it or whatever. It's like, and he's like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm like, no, don't apologize. Keep no, playing. Apologize. Keep playing. Oh, Keep man. playing. Keep playing. Cause that's the only way you're gonna get better is to challenge yourself. And the only oh, way you young, challenge young, yourself okay. is the by is by playing with bigger, better kids. Of course. And that's in life. The only way that you're gonna get better is to challenge yourself. You're not gonna get better doing the same thing day in and day out, day in and day out. You're not gonna get better on that assembly line, always putting these bumpers on these fenders. You're nah, not gonna get better. That's just nah. gonna be what you know. Yeah. You gotta challenge yourself and say, Look out, boss man, I wanna start putting in the sunroof. So I can see the sky. Definitely. I wanna do sunroof. So you gotta challenge yourself. And people have gotten to the point where they forget to challenge themselves. Like this is what I know how to do, but this isn't all I know to do. You got to start challenging yourself. Like you can be at this level forever if you want to be, but if you want to do more and be better, you got to challenge yourself. And I think that's something that we don't do often. I know I don't do it often enough Mm because I've, I feel like I've been in the same spot for a number of years now Mm -hmm. because I just stopped challenging myself. And recently I started looking around. I was like, have I just become complacent and just decided this is this is where I'm at. This is good enough. Or am I going to start challenging myself again? Mm-hmm. Making a decision. I need to challenge myself more. Mm-hmm. Meaning, I need to get out here with these young cats again. They'll start hooping, man. I just, you know, you know me. I say, you know, just be careful, man. Don't hurt yourself, bro. You bro. You'll get paid to do that shit. Bro, I, yeah, I'm definitely not getting paid to do shit. Like, you got this, you got this wide open layup. I'm... Hey. Bro, I'm not finna take no charge out here. Nah, I'm not taking Fuck I look charge like. for what? <laughs> charge your credit card. <laughs> now, I'm gonna wrap you up before you take off. Up top, ball up top, check up. Dog. Check up. Yeah, man, that's good that you're getting out there. The though, last man. thing I'm gonna do is I'm gonna be I'm not gonna be that guy that's calling carries. Yeah, I don't yeah. Man. Like there there have been people I might call it travel if it's just egregious. It's, blatant, yeah, it's gotta like, be bro. egregious. But if, if, we, if we talking about you you shuffling your pivot foot and shit like that, man, I don't care. I really don't. I really don't. But uh yeah, man, um 
I think I think one. I mean, besides me playing full court every now and then, I I, I do I do I do think half court is pretty good cardio. So that's why on Wednesday mornings, except for the last eight days, um, I, I usually that's like my cardio sometimes. Besides the stairmaster as well, I play like three on three on three and shit. You know, in the mornings like five forty five six o'clock in the morning, and uh, I think that's a good run too. When you talk about full court though, you just got to be careful. But basketball in general and swimming is just good cardio. Um, I made sure I crossed half court every time. That's good, and you weren't walking. Yeah, I wasn't that's, walking. That's, I crossed that's half key, court. That's key. That's key. Uh, it's tough to run the whole way through. I tell people all the time. I mean, that's a big difference between a professional basketball player and niggas that's in the gym. Dog, you professional basketball players can run it all the way through every time. Forty-eight minutes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I got to play forty-eight. I'm playing. Yeah, I mean, if they can't do the forty-eight, they can do at least forty. And I'm talking about seven foot guys like that, way more than you, and they're older than you. Um, and banging way harder than you. I mean, one of some of my biggest inspirations were the older guys. I mean, like. Shit like LeBron doing what he's doing at his age That's a fucking that's inspiring Peyton Manning doing what he did at his age was inspiring Tom Brady Drew Brees like That shit is incredible to me shit to see what T.O. and them doing on off season Or was that Chad either way like That shit still been out of the league a while Yeah you know these guys are They've cleared 35 some of them cleared 40 And they're still athletic as shit Kevin Garnett still looks athletic as fuck You know and that's to me that's that's a big deal, and I kind of find that inspiring. I tell myself they can do it, I can do it. So, but at the same time, I don't try to kill myself because no. those guys are on better nutrition plans than I am. They're just, you know, they're just, they're physically gifted, you know. But yeah, man, it's 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 good to challenge yourself because no matter what, it it takes away that stagnation in life, and you you don't get bored, you know. So yeah, challenge yourself, man. Just don't kill yourself trying to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but. Don't ever get on the court with me though, though Let me get my rhythm back, B. Get your rhythm back, dog. I just, I just, just get let, you, let me get let me ahead. get my let me get my sea legs up back under me, and it's gonna be all right. And I and I, I when I get out there, I refuse to go at a hundred percent. It's no point because it's always somebody out there that and it's like twenty five, twenty six that that'll give me the business. So at best, I'm gonna give you about eighty. I'm definitely out here playing like the old man. Yeah, that I'm. I'm I'm sag helping on defense. I'm not all in your chest. I'm I'm gonna let you shoot that three. You go. You have to hit it twice before I before I run out there at you. This generation is lazy though. So when you when you're doing that, you're pretty much on a team full of cats that's doing that too. Like like I've been on teams where the whole team was like 21, 22, and the niggas was not playing defense. Just a bunch <laughs> of Carmelo Anthony's on the court. Straight up, bro. But we don't want, we don't want to lose the people. But but I do want to say this though. We've, but since the beginning of the show, since we're talking about basketball, since the beginning of the show, I used to always say, I'm talking about since 2016, and I used been to, that it's been a minute, dog. It's been a minute, man. I've always said that iPhones or smartphones were the only phones a person can use. Remember I used to always say, you really can't fault poor people for having smartphones. Remember I used to say that a lot? Like I used to be like, People were always not people for saying that they can't afford iPhones. Why do they have one? And I'm like, what other options do they have? You know, I mean, because you can get an iPhone and be prepaid. So it's not like you got an iPhone and you're, you know. So today when I was uh, scrolling, I saw that Donovan Mitchell had paid for somebody's iPhone repair. Yeah, I and, that. and I thought that I thought to myself, I'm like, damn, like if you can't pay to you know get your iPhone repair, you shouldn't you should have one. I'm just saying, though, and in my head, I'm like, well. I would be contradicting myself, but yeah. at the same time, like you, you do got to consider those type of things. And it's kind of, it's kind of like if you, if you can't afford uh, uh, to do the maintenance on your house, you shouldn't have a house. 
you I can't agree. afford to get your oil changed, then you shouldn't have a car. And, and with those things, I feel like there are other options, though. You don't have to have a house. You have an apartment. Yeah. You don't have to uh, have a car. You, you can you buy a car, get you a used car, get your public transportation. Uber everywhere. Um, but an iPhone, though, a smartphone in general. I'm like, come on, bro. To, you know, if, if anything, I feel like smartphones are the, if that's your selection. What else is there? It doesn't have to necessarily be an iPhone, but no matter what, you're probably going to have a smartphone. And I don't think any of those bitches, maintenance-wise or repair-wise, are going to be cheap to fix. You get a fucking Samsung Galaxy 100, which, which one they on, 199? Them bitches are... Whatever, whatever the iPhone is on, they're, they're one up. They're one up? Okay. I, I think they're one up. They, I think they try fancy, to stay one dog. up. Them motherfuckers are fancy as hell, and they're always like a step ahead of iPhone, but... The quality of iPhone for some reason is just better. They just come and they just come back and do it better for some reason. That's what I. That's what like I they let say. Samsung do the test run and then they come and they like and okay it. yeah this is how we made it better yeah Steve oh, Jobs they, that's didn't what do they that, oh yeah we've been had this we've been had this but it didn't work this good it did man it just really didn't like I just it trips me out when I see people post stuff on Snap and it's like dog like your video is horrible you know like man like. Samsung, I'm, I'm guessing Android, right? That's an Android-driven device, right? Yeah. And that shit be horrible, dude. Like, Android devices take bad... The videos are bad. And it may have something to do with the fact that we have an iPhone and that we're looking at somebody that pulled up something with an with a Android. I don't know, but that shit looks horrible. Like, I wonder how my iPhone video looks on an Android. I imagine it looks bad. It, it must. It has to. But they don't ever talk about us. They're the butt of everybody's jokes, but hey, yeah. But I, what Donovan Mitchell did was cool, though. He he started to become one of those type of guys too. That you know, the philanthropist, uh, the philanthropist that you know he has the money, so he helps people. This is a good. lot of these cats have a lot of fucking money, and it's almost like they don't have to do what they they could do whatever they want to do with their money. But at the same time, it's like, dog, you have more than enough money. What are you doing with it? Mm-hmm. Your family straight, you straight. What's next? This has become a real athlete-driven podcast I mean, yeah, today. But at the same time, it's life too, though. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's when you when you when you scroll on social media, especially in the black community, more than likely you're looking at entertainers and athletes. Yep. That's what that's everybody talks got. about. You know, we're rappers. Not, yeah, that's entertainers. Entertainers. So, yeah. You know, so I mean, these athletes are entertainers too. To an extent, yeah. Yeah, and that, that's why to me. Some of my favorite moments in Cancun was when, like, I was just talking to people of different races, and I'm just having different conversations that stemmed outside of those things. Because more than likely, if you're talking to people from different races, the conversations get a little more less shallow, I guess, or to me, less boring. That's why I just I don't catch myself in areas where it's always just just so either just predominantly black because I promise you the conversation is going to go the same direction every time. Do I mind it? No, but it says a lot about our people. It's like, damn, is that all we could talk about? I mean, to a certain extent, like I, like I mentioned, usually depending on the situation, black people will acknowledge you. Like <sighs> if it's, if it's, if we at the bar, man, the service is slow, this, this, this. Yeah. It's never about, hey, you, you know what's going on? Oh, you you know it's never like oh we from here you from where oh how's it out there I've been there before I've never had those conversations with other black people 
Like, like, oh, where you from? Oh, you from Philly? Word. I heard them Philly streets crazy out there. Yeah, man. You know, it just depends on what's that. You never have those conversations. Nope. But with white people and Hispanic, Hispanic people, Asians, anybody, you know, yeah. you have those conversations. Where are you from? Because do we do we as black people? We look just at assume each other we know. Like, oh, I struggled. So you had to struggle. And, you know, ain't nothing you can tell me about the struggle that I don't already know. Yeah. Or niggas just kind of just look at you and be like, either he, he either they'll judge you pretty much. Like, we we hate to we hate racism and and the prejudice type of shit. But at the same time, we do it to each other a whole lot. Like. It's like I know for a fact that when I walk past another black person, they can't nod their head or say "What's up." I mean, that's a problem, you know. Like we never just—I never feel that love. I'm not gonna say never, but it's rare that I feel that love from a, a black person that's a stranger. Yeah, you know, and that's a—it's uh, weird to me. And I'm, I'm not saying they almost give you that look like, "Why are you here? You're not supposed to be here." It's, it's certain places they really do. They really do. They really do. Like I—I I know I'm not supposed to be here. You damn sure ain't supposed to be. Yeah, here. you know. I'm, it's crazy, dog. It's it's crazy. Like I said, I like the conversations I have with diverse crowds because you know it's a, it's an intrigue there because they don't assume they know, you know. Even if they assume they know, they want to know if they're assuming right. Mm-hmm. But most of the time, when you pass back, when you passing by your people, they they know. Yeah, they know, and I, it kills me when I go places. Though it really really bothers me when I go places, and they're the most antisocial. It's like it kills me, and it's like, why are we scared of each other? <laughs> why do why do I think this other black person is gonna rob me? That's crazy, you know. I mean, for some of us, we have historical proof that that person will rob me. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> at the same time, every race has some crazy in it. Oh yeah, every race, no race is perfect. But for the most part, I think we thrive a lot, or not thrive, but we're more entertained. Well, some of us, because I, I do know that it's it's a lot of black people out there that are very uncomfortable in diverse crowds. Yeah, they want to be around their own people. They feel comfortable around their own people. But at you're, the same you're more, time, you're more able to let loose when you're around your people. Yeah, but at the same time, they're gonna stay in their comfort zone amongst their people. Meaning, like they'll come with their posse and only fuck with their posse, but they feel good because they're around their people in the atmosphere. But if they're around their posse in like a diverse area, it can be awkward. Now, and now I'm gonna say this, and for everybody listening, don't mm-hmm. don't at me when you hear this. Straight up. But when you go out and you see a group of black girls, and say a group of Asians, because I see a group of Asian people oftentimes, and then a group of white girls, who are most likely to talk to you in a positive manner? I mean, based on my recent vacation experience, I mean. If I want to be specific, it was Italian women and Spanish women that were like very talkative. I mean, I'm talking about like some moms, and it's, and it's not even in like a flirting way. No, no, it's just casual conversation because they, I, I guess, they just don't feel like they're gonna be harmed. But like, I'll be honest, man, like the 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 few black women that I saw out there, they were super standoffish. Like, I probably talked to one or two, but like the rest of them were like super standoffish. Like, don't fuck with me. And it's weird because you would almost think that. The black community has like a huge problem with rape or something, and if if so, I wouldn't I couldn't notice because I hear more about it in the white community. Yeah. So I mean, maybe with those white women being so friendly, that's probably why they're getting harassed and and in in those situations maybe, and it's happening less to black women because they're more uh, on the defense. Like what what you see on on social media these days, it's kind of like 
it's becoming reality. They want to they want to blast you in front of their friends. Hmm. And I can't say, you know, that this is only black women. I'll never say that. I don't, that I, don't spe- I don't speak in the certainties like that. But, yeah. you know, like you said, there are going to be some in every group. But this is what makes guys a little more cautious to approach you because if it's you and a group of girls if you're not feeling me you're not going to say you know thank you you know in a polite way and and curve me it's going you're going to try to make a vicious savage curve in front of your friends to show out i'm seeing that become the culture a lot i'm i I see when i'm looking at let's say black twitter like i think that one of the roots of black twitter is to be toxic and negative Cause I think that they we find that shit entertaining, being dragged, being curved, and um, I, and at the, at the same time you have people in there talk about spreading positive vibes, but it's almost like in reality spreading positive vibes and and all that shit is more of a front. The yeah. reality is motherfuckers is real shitty towards each other on on the internet and in real life, and like I said, I mean, it's it's gotten to a point where men. If you want to talk about the race, black men have, in my opinion, have taken advantage of the fact that black women have become more open to them because, like, black women are really struggling and, and like, fighting for black love. And it's a lot of dudes out there that are vultures and snakes that are taking advantage of it. And in turn, you're creating these monsters. And, <laughs> and, I, and I understand women come from the age where they they've been in the club and the guy would just reach out and grab them just reach out reach out that's and grab it, them. that's every club reach that's out it. and grab I, them. I, I talk to white or, folk or, or you still or you get the the hey red dress hey red dress red dress hey you know i know y'all come from the era of that so now it's and if that's the last the last interaction you had even if it was like you had that interaction earlier tonight and it changed your whole mood and then you therefore treat every guy that approaches you the same way mm-hmm then it's going to start a chain reaction, basically. Yeah, that's, that's what's like happened. You, you can always stop it. Yes, it can happen to you, but you can always stop it. You can look at somebody with a fresh with fresh eyes like, okay, he actually approached me legitimately. Yeah. Hey, how are you doing? You know, I'm such and such. You know, he didn't just reach out and grab you. He didn't say, hey, hey, sweet thing, or, or something like that. Or this is something that I learned from speaking with one of my coworkers the other day. She um, was dating this she just had just started talking to this guy and he already was calling her babe. Ugh. And it kind of, it, it turned off. She's like, I just, I've literally just been texting him for three days and now he's already calling me babe. And she's like, I don't know him enough for, for him to call me babe or anything like that. And I'm just sitting there. We were all at lunch and I'm just sitting there listening. I was like, well, I mean, what do you do? She's like, I, I don't want to talk to him anymore because I'm not his babe. Like, there's a sense of you got to earn that. You got to come into that comfort zone and I'm not comfortable enough with you yet. Man, these, these, I, I, once again, like it's hard for me to defend either gender right now. I, I think a lot of dudes out there are cornballs. Um, I think, I think the corny shit that dudes do nowadays is called women that they barely even know they're queens and shit. I think this cornball shit, um, my homeboy Sean would say that's goofy shit, but uh, <laughs> either way it goes to me, I don't really feel it's genuine. I feel like it's just talk. And um, when you're when you're that, um, I feel like that's a weird level of aggression to just like place that babe title on it. And and, and we got to realize, man, we live in an era right now where not only do people move too fast, but people do shit for the clout and for the look of it. Like 
I mean, I, I hate to rag on marriage, but it, it's still, I mean, she, think about the intro, Tainted Love. I, I think that the ideal of Tainted Love now, if I was to like put it in perspective now, I feel like it's like we deal with so many people that are pretending to be in love, knowing that they're hella distracted, and then they're still trying to get married and shit just because it looks good. It's a good look now. Yeah. Like, I know people out there that really fuck with their spouses, but then I know that they probably are outnumbered by paper, by people out there that are just getting married for the clout because it's so, it's such a good look to have love. It, it's a good look for and, people and, to and think it's, you're it's in like, love. Man, I get, I get married. I can live off these wedding photos on Instagram for at least six months. That's ridiculous. Like, at least. That's clout chasing to me. I mean, that's, that's all it is. Like, it's like, okay, you got married. Okay. Live your life. Like you don't, my thing is, I thought I saw a quote today. It said something about your your ID is more important than your IG, and it's like your identity is more important than Instagram, basically. And um, I take that when I when I saw that, I take it as like, like we're still we're I, when is it gonna end? Because it's it's gotten worse in the past three years where people are pretty much living for the snap. People are living for the gram. People are living for Facebook or whatever. When is it going to get to the point where people are just like, hey, man, if you only, if you ain't fucking with me in real life, then uh, it doesn't matter. Like, this is who I am in real life. This is this bullshit you see on social media really isn't me. Like, what's the deal? Like, when is that shit going to stop? Yeah. I, I think it's going to get worse, to be honest with you. I think it's going to be a lot like the episode of Black Mirror where you pretty much lived off your, your rating. Like, or if you're a 98, 99, you can come into this club. If you ain't popping, you go down to the holding wall. If you if you're not who you portray yourself to be, exactly. Which is it's it that has to be stressful. That has to be super stressful. To be that's this why fake I just facade forever. That's why a lot of these actors go crazy and commit suicide because they they don't they can, they can never just stop and be themselves. Yeah, ever they again. can't be, especially when they become mega stars. Like they can't even go into a restaurant or go into a public library. Without being harassed. Yeah. Like, damn. That's crazy, dude. Like, but hey, everybody wants to be famous for some reason nowadays. I don't. I would like to, I would like to get, have a brand, but I don't necessarily need to have my, my, my face associated with it or to the point where I can't be comfortable. Right. To the point where everybody's looking at me like, hey, do that thing. Do that thing. <laughs> no, nigga. I'm chilling. I don't want to. I don't want to have. No, nigga, I don't want to have that conversation with you. I'm. I'm in this bitch chilling, bro. Yeah. Like, and, and every time somebody sees you, they want you to dunk or something. They want you to tell a joke. That shit has to be infuriating. Like I couldn't do it. That's why I like the life I live. Like people, you said something the other day about people just being so you know cool with mediocrity. Like I wasn't sure. Like, I know what you meant, but like me. I feel like there's a big difference between mediocrity and just being simple. Mm-hmm. You know, like I feel like mediocrity is like niggas just accepting the fact that oh he popular, so you know I'm a I'm a I'm gonna jump on the bandwagon. But the the guy's popularity is based on the fact that he made like one good meme. Yeah. Like, wow. But like to me, like that's whack. And we are, and we as a society are becoming obsessed with that. It's like to be honest with you. Niggas be on bandwagons and shit that really died years ago. Like, nigga, you still fuck with that dude? Like, he hasn't been funny in two years. <laughs> you know? But, like, me, like, to be simple, like, people really, really look at life like, if I go to work, I take care of my family, if I'm an adult, my life sucks. 
Yeah. People really feel like that nowadays, and it's like, damn, like your mom just her 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 life was just horrible. Like that's the life she lived, and I mean, she's smiling. She raised a a, a good daughter, or raised a you know a good son. You know, like to live simple lives is not a curse. And it it it, it all depends on on what side of that that proverbial line you're on, because like. Even guys out here, like you said, you know, this guy's married with kids and thinks his life sucks. There's a guy out there that's, that's looking for that. Obsessing over it. Wants it badly. Ready for that, wants that so badly. And you're looking at it like, man, no, this shit's trash. This shit like, no, I'm ready for my life to suck. That same nigga wants to go out and get STDs, <laughs> sniff cocaine, yeah. and, 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 and drink Hennessy. Right. That's what he wants. And there's a guy, I would gladly trade that in for them. Like, and that's the, ridiculous, man. There's then, nothing wrong with the simple life. And, and like I mentioned, like, we have short-term memory that's why marriages last eight years now our memories are so short-term it's like damn everything that happened in the past 20 years what's happened in the past 20 months is what matters yeah that's crazy and i I hate to use this as an example but this was the the prime example that i've seen like everybody not everybody but i see on black twitter oh insecure such a great show it's a groundbreaking show this this and this Um, but Y'all didn't watch Girlfriends? Y'all didn't watch Martin? Y'all didn't watch Living Single? Y'all didn't watch Fresh Prince? Y'all didn't watch Family Matters? Like, black people have been getting their own shows for with a predominantly black cast for years. And th- their argument would probably be like, well, this just real or this just feels real. And my argument would be, I mean, maybe because all they're doing is just copying reality and they're just embellishing it and exaggerating it a bit because a lot of y'all lives aren't that interesting. L- Living Single was real for its time. I think I think I think girlfriends was real for his time too for you know four or five professional women like you know not to not to even look at them from a, a aspect of oh they're all beautiful women but their personalities were real yeah you know I mean yeah everybody has that friend yeah a lot of people do and um people just be lost in the sauce bro like and, every, and, and that's and that's not to knock insecure it's a good show I think it's a good show I watch it but it's it's not the first it ain't and it's not going to be the last. It ain't. And and that's and that's not to take anything away from it. You know, you found you found and made your own path. But I I, I think you know we gotta we gotta acknowledge where we came from, acknowledge where we are, and acknowledge where we're going. They don't want to. People are so protective of their time period. People want their time period to be the greatest. That's why people shit on baby boomers. People shit on eighties babies. I mean, it's all about millennials right now. It's all about right now. And everybody wants to. Everybody wants their era to be the best. And at the end of the day, man. You probably got like 10 years left. Shit is going to start changing rapidly in the next three or four years, maybe the next six months. Because a lot of us don't have the control we think we have. Like, the media is controlling a lot of these motherfuckers, man. That's why I say we're all brainwashed. And I'm, all, and I'm already stuck in my ways. If you're, as long as you're happy, bro. If you're happy, you're happy, man. If, you, if you're miserable day in and day out, and like I said the other day, it doesn't matter what you have. If 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 your soul really ain't feeling it, then you're gonna be miserable. Make sure that everything that you do out there, everything that you're doing day to day, is really genuinely making you happy. And miserable is such a bad place to be. Oh, miserable is a horrible place to be. That's why. That's why it's like miserable is bad, especially when you're openly miserable. I think that's another thing that's killing people these days. People are openly miserable, and it's like, yeah, you're overweight. Yeah, you're not the prettiest person in the world, in your opinion, but it's not it's not good to 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 um speak that out into the world to to let everybody know your weakness. 
I think that shit is very, very poisonous, very toxic to your to your ment- your mentality. You gotta find that source of happiness in there that's just like, hey, you know what? I am happy being who I am. And at the same time, as you're happy being who you are, it doesn't mean you have to do things that other people are doing. Because people feel like, well, I'm happy in my body. So they're like, I'm finna put on this bikini that I shouldn't put on. And then somebody be looking like, what? Well, who are you to say you shouldn't put that on? The thing is, no matter what, when that person looks in the mirror, they know they want to look a certain way. And if they know they, if they're looking in the mirror and they don't look a certain way and then they're forcing it and they're telling everybody they're happy, it's bullshit. And see, I see, I watched this episode of, of My 600 Pound Life where this woman, she was like, she was heavy set, and she started getting attention from a guy and he took her to basically a club where skinnier dudes like heavy set women. That's weird. Yeah, it was weird. And, but the thing is, he wanted her heavier and he he's like the heavier she was, the more attractive he found her. Wow. So, you know, they would do nothing but eat. Whoa. And so, you know, that, that I mean, but that goes to show, you know, there's something out there for everybody. So even if I'm sitting there saying, nah, she shouldn't have that bikini on. And, and she's like, he shouldn't be out here with his shirt off with, with his gut out and stuff like that. There's somebody looking at that might be around me like, that's what I like. See, that so, po- that brings up something else. See, this is my thing. It's 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 a it's still a shallowness to that. Because, oh yeah, oh yeah. Even it's, it's in a, that, it's, it's almost like an inverse shallowness. Yeah, because even in that, you're still only you're still only fetishizing over somebody. Yeah, and I she's hate that. Too shit. skinny. I'm not talking to her. She's yeah, too skinny. you know, but you're missing out on a whole bunch when you're not trying to have those soul connections. Just these fetishes people have, like, oh, I'm gonna go for somebody with long fingers, or I'm gonna go for somebody with dark skin or real light skin, or somebody that has weird looking knees. Like, people are just People need to stop fetishizing because that ain't real love, and that doesn't that's that's gonna lead to problems. Like I see a lot, I saw a lot of dudes out there when I was out, like you know, on their honeymoons and stuff. And I'm looking at I'm looking at their I'm looking at their wives, I'm looking at the husbands, and I'm like, I'm hoping that y'all have this whole connection, and you're not just with her because she has a fat ass. Because what is that fat ass gonna do for for your children in their future? Because I mean, when you get married, what is the next step? I mean. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't have to be kids, but a lot of times that's it is. What people assume, yeah. Yeah, a lot of times it is. That's the order of operations, the yeah. expected order of operations. I mean, people. If people just thought things, thought things through before just jumping into these these waves, these trends. I mean, the reality is, marriage is not meant to be this exciting roller coaster ride. Yeah, it's just it's just not. Like everybody I talk to, they tell me the same thing. And I mean, obviously, some people may have an amazing roller coaster ride of a marriage, but the reality is, is like that's a, that's a different playing field. That if you're not mentally mature enough for, you need to leave it the fuck alone. I feel like relationships are the same way, though. If you're not secure enough in in the changes that not only your spouse's body is going to go through, man, but your body's going to go through, you probably need to be alone. Yeah, I mean, not even that, man. Just mood changes, personalities, like. People may be stuck in their ways as far as habits go, but people's mentality start changing as they get older too. I mean, some people get lazier, some people get more active. You know, some people, uh, some people, uh, political views change. It's a little ass variables like that in a relationship that could shock the that could shock the world, shock y'all's world. So it's you you got to be prepared for those things. If you're really going into a marriage and you're thinking that everything is pretty much gonna stay the same from a um. 
from a perspective of what you're dealing with, you're out of your mind because the shit that you're dealing with is going to change year by year. Like we're ever changing. We're beings that are ever changing. Whether it's a nigga getting bald, a female deciding she don't want to shave her legs no more. Like it's a lot of that type of shit that's going to change. And if you ain't ready for it or mentally prepared for it, you finna be a sad motherfucker, man. And that's why you shouldn't depend on somebody else for your happiness. Like your happiness has to come whether you're single or in a relationship, your happiness has to come from you. Cause if one day Jay is down and he's in a bad mood and your happiness comes from me and I'm not happy, then you're just automatically down because I'm down. That's not a good environment. That's not a good environment. Speaking of not saying, not saying that you have to pick me up. You can just say, you know, Jay's going through something, his feelings hurt, whatever, what have you. He got to work that out. He got to work that out. Yeah, that's that reminds me of uh, one of the blog post. Well, one of the blog posts that I put up. Um, it was it was a real short blog post, and it basically was about how I think society has a bad has a problem with overlooking a child's environment versus who's raising the child. You know what I mean? Like I know so many really good people that were raised in single parent homes. You know, and I know some fucked up people. That were raised by their moms and dad. And it's like. We need to start focusing on. If we're bringing children into this world. Or when we bring children into this world. That the environment we're bringing in the, into. Is not a toxic horrible environment. Because that to me. Is worse than bringing them into an environment. Where it's just a single mom. Or a single dad. And I'm starting to see that more and more. Like, I mean LeBron James is a prime example. I mean he seems like a pretty solid dude. A good person. He wasn't raised in a. You know, uh, in a uh, in a dual parent home because mm-hmm. it's not always necessary. No, and I'm not gonna say his environment wasn't toxic, wasn't bad, but it was less likely that his his environment was toxic, in my opinion. But because I mean, what else? What what, what was there? She was a hardworking a hardworking woman, most likely. They to to some extent, they kind of relied on each other because that's all they had. There, wrong was, with that. there was no escape. Yeah. I mean, then you have the you have the other side probably come in and talk about how well that you know they're raising a lot of feminine men, but that doesn't seem to be a lot of issue for these girls hanging around with these gay dudes. So what does that matter? You know. So all I'm saying is, I heard you say environment, and it just automatically made me think like people need to pay attention to their environments a whole lot more because the people you bring into your circle are your environment. You know. So if you're bringing bad people into your environment, then you're bringing kids along. Like you got to think about those type of things. Like. I hate when I hear people talk about how, oh, we stayed together for the kids. Um, you stayed together to raise monsters. Yeah. Because y'all Them were, kids know this environment's yeah, fucked up. Y'all you see were, how y'all treat each other. Exactly. Y'all two fucked up people. And y'all y'all forcing these kids. Y'all are forcing yourself to raise these kids knowing y'all don't want to do it together. Yeah. A lot of y'all would probably be better off moving, going y'all separate ways. And being, having to where the kid can go in one place to another. And see y'all in happy places. Because that's not... I don't, I don't think... I think that's how kids really grow and be strong because the more they learn and the more they feel and see love, that's important to them. You I, know? Got, I got a friend. She had, she literally has five kids mm-hmm. and the, her, her man, the one she's with, he's the father of two of them mm-hmm. and they got into it, you know, we're ending things. And he took one of he took, the, he took his son with him yeah. and he's telling her, you know, you can't see the son until, you know, you agree that we're going to get back together. So you're, you're 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 finna force somebody to to be with you so that they can see their child like that's that's the ransom that's the that's the hostage. 
I am puzzled. Like, like <laughs> what the fuck? Like you're 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 willingly getting back into this bad situation where y'all don't get along. Like it's there, there's no love here. Like you're not doing it for the kids. You're using the kids because this is what you want. That's collateral. Wow. That is crazy. Jesus, what type of world do we live in? Bro, and and like like we've said numerous, 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 numerous times, that's a mental health issue huh. that is going unaddressed. <sighs> this person has mental problems, and and I see this in in, in Snapchats where where people's like, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll fight a bitch, I'll, or, or or I'll fight a nigga. Why is you out here trying to fight people? <laughs> Why are you openly like, man, openly about letting being, people uh, yeah, know yeah, like that you, you will fight them, that nah, you will destroy man. their private property? And publicizing your feelings is a very, very detrimental thing. We need to stop doing that. I didn't like when Demar Derozan did it when he got, you know, when he got traded. I was like, it's Demar not, Derozan was hurt. There's no reason to publicize that. He was keep hurt. that in your keep that in your inner circle, dog. And yeah, just, now you're going to San Antonio where everybody you, knows you don't want to be there. You don't want to be there, and everybody knows it. That's not cool, man. No. Publicizing your feelings needs to be needs to be limited to a personal space, you know, in my opinion, unless you're making a living off of that. But as an athlete, I feel like that's unprofessional and unnecessary. Cuz no matter what, I know he's a human, but he's still a professional athlete, and that has to do with his job. So I feel like it's crazy how so much stuff gets um the double standard because they're athletes, but I'm like, dude, I'm not finna go on a on a blog site that my job can see and just let them know that I hate I hate my <laughs> I, I hate my raise like I can't do that. I'm actively if anybody's hiring, let me know. Yeah, like you can't do that, and I just kind of feel like that should that should be the way of the way of society, and every profession should practice that, you know. But the, and and the thing about it is, like I said, we talk about entertainers and athletes. We in the black community, like. A lot of times we follow what they do, so we see them doing it. We go, it's monkey see, monkey do. Yeah, you know, like we see, you know, Tyson Beckford trying to drag Kim Kardashian. We think it's cool to do that shit too. We think it's cool to hate. There's never a reason to hate. No, never, unless somebody you know cut you off on the freeway. You know, but then again, you gotta be careful because motherfuckers crazy out next town. They will shoot you. Say, and and Kim just like Kim came back for Tyson ass. Yeah, I respect it, man. Yeah, I mean, you gotta defend yourself. Don't like you, you, you know, you know. I'm a Kim Kardashian apologist. Understand? I'm always out here fighting for her honor. I have no problem with. I, I don't like when people try to like shade people or just show hate to people. Like, we are so far from the era of if you ain't got nothing nice to say, don't say none at all. We're so far from that. Yeah, you know, it's at times like I said, I'm a fan of dark humor. I'm, I'll fuck around sometimes, but a lot of that shit, I don't take none of that shit to heart. I don't hate any of these people. They don't mean that much to me no. to hate them. No. I know these people. For what? Shh. Hate them for what? Hey, man, that is not paying my bills at all. At all. Niggas be out here tripping. Bro, I read this quote today that made me laugh. A nigga said, uh, dating sites are a relationship homeless shelter. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, God wow. damn. This nigga said dating sites. It is a bunch relationship of relationship. <laughs> <laughs> forgive me, people on dating sites, but I tell everybody all the time when I, I joke around about the dating sites and shit. We've had an episode of 20 for 20 about the online dating. But when I saw that shit, bro, I was like, dang. 
that shit real because it's like you you get into the, like you you desperate like go fucking socialize with human beings in person go talk to somebody that was one of the crutches with the nigga I traveled with because he's so into online dating sites in my opinion that. It really feels like he's forgotten how to engage in conversations with the opposite sex without either being slammed or without starting it on the Internet first. And niggas got to be able to. I mean, people have to be able to say, you know, I saw this attractive lady in Kroger or Randall's or whatever, and I approached her because I like the way she looked and I gave it a shot. Now, you know what cats do now? They'll do They'll be on some stalking shit now, bro. Like, that's all in Randall's. Let me see if she uh was on Instagram. <laughs> she go to this 24? I'm finna go geotag. Or, yeah, do some creepy shit. Cats be on some stalking shit nowadays and don't even realize it, bro. But cats are starting to get to the point where they on some investigator type shit like women are when they're trying to catch you cheating. Just saying. But I thought that shit was funny, though. So I, I definitely wouldn't want to leave that out because uh, that shit had me. I, tears rolled down my eyes, bro. Wow. Tears rolled down my eyes with that, that shit y'all put in the group chat today, too. Savagery. What? Boy said, uh, the chick said, I'd rather my kids play GTA. They go around robbing people, stealing cars, having beating sex up with hookers. Beating up hookers. Robbing old ladies. That's cool because that, you know, that gives them a chance to, you know, get away from a life of crime. If that's better than them playing Fortnite. Fuck wrong with you. I had to check to see if she was a real person. I thought she was a troll. <laughs> I was like, is she, is she retarded? Yes, 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 she is retarded. <laughs> yeah, yes, she yes. is, she is. I'd rather my kid play GTA 5 because that means he's going to take a break from his life of crime or he won't be influenced to do criminal activity. Yeah, it's like, what? It's like, man, I've been playing Fortnite for like five hours. I'm going to go rob somebody. I need to go rob somebody. Like, what? Like, this, is that what Fortnite is all about? <laughs> it's not like I've been playing Fortnite for about five hours. You know, I'm finna go build my own treehouse. Oh my god! That's what I'm gonna do. I see cats playing Fortnite. They just get out there, and start dancing to some shit. I don't know. Like, <laughs> my son be on that shit. I, I, I downloaded it. I have yet to play it. Uh, yeah. That shit is a that shit is a wave, though, man. It is, and I'm yeah. way behind it because I'm old. It's a wave that I'm way behind on too, man. I forgot what it was. I was like, damn, niggas really doing that shit. I don't know, I forgot, man. I think it's, it's fanny packs and backpacks or some shit like that. Niggas uh, rocking fanny packs, man. You gonna get on that wave? I will get on the little Hank wave before I get on the fanny pack wave. <laughs> you gonna start hating on little Hank. No, he's... Is, is little Hank 15 minutes up? No, he's, he got 15 years. I keep checking my he's watch gonna to see if it's 15 minutes up. He's gonna be a legend. Country Music Awards, I'm telling you. He, went, he taking something home. He got one song. Who cares? He's a legend. A legend in what? Walmart? He's a legend on all three. Yeah. He's a legend on all three. Exactly. Exactly. Gotta start somewhere, man. Fuck. Celebrate the little accomplishments, man. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Celebrate the little Hank. Man, you got words of advice, dog. Yeah, I got words of advice. <laughs> don't, not, don't hate on little Hank. I know that much. Motherfucker. I ain't got shit tonight. I, I got no cares about Lil Hank. I'm gonna leave Lil Hank to you and Joe Button. Y'all love right. y'all some Lil Hank, so y'all stick to Lil Hank. Man, you tripping. But my words of advice are to stay in your own lane and keep your own pace. Don't worry about the cars to the left, to the right of you that's speeding up or slowing down. You keep your own pace. You know what your gas level is. You keep your running your own pace, driving your own race, whatever what have you. Make that make sense till you get to the end of your race. Damn. 
I thought you didn't have anything. I didn't. And it, it was a lot smoother until you got me all riled up about little hands. <laughs> my bad, huh? My bad. Yeah, I, I hope I hope my words of advice hit where they were supposed to. Oh, okay. Now I don't even care. <laughs> Man, you know I never really had anything. But um let me see, man. What about what has my mood been lately? My mood lately has been. Oh no, you you still been been pretty pretty ghost ghost like lately. Yeah, man. I just feel like you know sometimes it's good to get out the way. You know, I think I think everybody you know should take advantage of just getting out the way, man. Like we we live in an era right now where everybody want to be nosy, everybody want to know shit for no reason. But then at the same time, niggas don't even read the caption. You know, so. Yeah, man, like, just just get out the way. Get the fuck out the way. You ain't always got to be on the scene. Stay your bitch ass at home. Take a nap. <laughs> I'm all about taking a nap, bro. Matter of fact, you got to get out of my house because I'm about to go to sleep. Look, I'm starving. My stomach over here eating itself. <laughs> so I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to get something to eat. But before that, this has been No Boundaries Podcast. Thank you Thanks for listening. For listening. But, ever since the dawn of civilization, people have craved for an understanding of the underlying order of the world. There ought to be something very special about the boundary conditions of the universe. And what can be more special than that there is no boundary?